Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we've got um, Mr. John Breaker, who is the proprietor uh the master task assignment person at birdieball.com uh he's a good guy he knows what he's talking about i've known john for several years now and uh he's always been a big supporter of this show and a lot of my charitable projects and uh i can tell you that well, I've done two two tournaments so far this year, and I've got a third one coming up. And I've already talked to Katie about it. We're scheduled and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, people are absolutely fascinated to get. They come up and they they get a box, and and we open the box. We don't take the the putting green out because you know it. Yeah, you know, it's, just for le- yeah, 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 just. Back in the butt yeah but we we open it up and there it is there and all that and and the flags and stuff and it's like people are just like in awe of them and then you'll always hear in the crowd when they say next up we're going to be drawing for a birdie ball putting green like that and you'll hear a couple guys kind of mumble i've got one of those or i had a guy at the first tournament this year say I had one of those, but we moved and I had to leave it behind because we just didn't have room in our in our no. new house or where we were going to go. So I gave it to the new owner of the house. And nice. I was like, well, that was nice of you. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of dumb, but, you know, <laughs> that was nice of you. Anyway, we were talking about these things. You're right. There's a lot of boutique. Uh, I think we've got like four or five of them now in the Portland area. And that's just over the last couple of years, you know, and uh, what is it? Infinity Golf. And I can't remember all the names. And some of them are just some of the fun ones are actually in bars and restaurants that are kind of golf oriented. And, um, you know, they've got two or three putting greens in there. They've got a simulator or two. They do all that. I think that uh, especially in Places like the Northwest or in Colorado where, you know, it can get very inclement over four or five months of the winter. Those things got to be going huckledy buck on that for people to go in and play. We had a, a Westward, which is a little uh, newspaper here that does rate rating, you know, rating best pizza, best this, best that. They just they just came out and uh, rated the top 10 uh, simulators in downtown Denver. And I was like, there are 10 in downtown yeah. Denver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, there, I personally haven't been to one. My daughter has, and she goes regularly. Um, you know, it ties back into sort of our birdie park concept. You know, you've heard me talk about birdie park over and over mm-hmm. and over until sick of me talking about it. Cause I never get it done, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, 
I've watched it all happen. Uh, you know, the Top Golf guys came to me before it was Top Golf and uh, wanted to know if Birdie Ball would be a fallback position for them. And so we've always known that Birdie Ball, you know, can be monetized in an entertainment setting and make it much more, you know, much smaller footprint and have a lot of fun and, you know, blow our inflatables up and have scoring and do this and that. And so, you know, I haven't done it, haven't done it. You know, I went to raise capital, you know, fell short of that. Actually, you know, uh, the people I had working for me were actually terrible and they, they were incompetent. And uh, I'd like, I'd like to have my $40,000 back, please. But um, that, that's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, I tried to raise capital. They never could tell the story properly. We always felt like we needed an animation to show, you know, like what it looked like and you fly into it and this is what the people are doing and this is right. how it's going to you know, and be and to be honest, though, I've kind of changed over the t- over the years, right? I mean, you know, it was initially going to be, you know, fifty bays, and you know, I think Top Golf has, I think they can have as many as eighty or hundred, you know, and, and then I was like, no, we only need fifteen bays, and then you know, let's tie in some putting with it, and uh, you know, what if we had some simulators too, and you know, and so now my thinking is, you know, you, you do have Birdie Park and you got the Birdie Balls, and you know, you have that area. And maybe that's only three or four bays and maybe it's only two, you know, and then you have three or four bays of simulators and then you have, uh, you know, you have nine holes of, uh, you know, putt stroke or pop stroke, you know, everybody's got their own bias and they all seem to work, you know, so, you know, why not have a place that has a little bit of everything, you know, and, uh, you know, so, you know, and it's because I, you know, I love all things golf and, yeah, I go to Top Golf. Uh, you know, I go to these. I love going. You know, I support everybody. Uh, everybody's got a little different approach, and there's some nuance and all of it. But um, yeah, uh, you know, we're growing out of our building here in Evergreen, and that's sad because we literally had to look at some properties on the west side of Denver yesterday just because we need, you know, we need a lot more room. And uh, you know, we're on top of each other here. And I think I mentioned in the opening of the show, I may even have to give up this room, which is- Yeah, just don't a- do that. Don't do that. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's a great room. Yeah. It is a great room. And, you know, but I'm so tight uh, uh, that I, you know, I'm looking at it right now. But, um, but you know, if we have to go down the hill, we call it down the hill because we're 30 miles into the mountains, you know, just west of Denver. And it's just unbelievable. And I turn the camera, but I'll knock it over if I do. And I'm just looking at this meadow and Jeff knows. And, uh, you know, the other night we had, you know, 300, you know, elk in this meadow. And, uh, you know, we had literally a traffic jam and our parking lot was full and people just sitting here, you know, taking pictures. But um, but it's not perfect for making stuff. And yeah. so. So we're, you know, we're going to maybe be forced to go down the hill. And you know, our conversation is, you know, what, what are we going to do with this building? And, uh, you know, and, you know, can we can we own both properties and can we, you know, or do we have to sell one to get the other one? And, you know, how, you know, and, uh, you know, but I want to I want to turn this into Birdie Park and this room, for example, this room. OK, it, it, it's a nice room, but. You know, this doesn't fit a simulator. It's a little shallow for a simulator. So I've got a couple of other rooms. I could, I got a little crow's nest up here that I might be able to knock this ceiling and do a simulator. But I'd like to, this is a nine foot ceiling and it's probably just a little low. I, I don't know. Anyway, but I want to maybe think about putting a couple of simulators in here um, in the building and then do a little putt 
putt putt out there and do some birdie ball out the back. And, uh, you know, where, and, where are you going to put the bar in the barbecue? Well, you're the barbecue guy. So I need you to come out and give me the consultation on that. But yeah, on the deck, I mean, we got these two beautiful decks out here and the bar bar, you know, we'd have several bars. What do you mean? Bar singular, no bars, plural. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. A bar bar. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so we're anyway, considering, you know, making birdie park here. Um, you know, so anyway, I haven't done it, you know, and I'm going to stop talking about it till I do it, but. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's a, it's a great idea and I would be glad to come over and consult yeah. with you about food, do that anyway. yeah. food and barbecue and all that oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> one of the things that, um, that I think is, is so important and it, it kind of all ties into to everything in my mind, but my mind works differently or I wouldn't be doing this job. Uh, golf kind of goes and fits and starts, you know, or maybe that's the wrong way to say it starts and fits or something. But yeah. anyway, you know, we, we had a big after the in the early 2000s, we had a big push. And then 2008 came along and kicked everybody's ass. Yep. Then things slowed down and we were kind of stumbling around there for eight or nine years and, and doing this. And 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 people's always we got to grow the game. We got to grow the game. You and I could have a two hour conversation right. about that. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the pandemic pandemic came. Yep. And I know you were on the show a couple of times when that happened. And, you know, I lived just a few blocks from a golf course. And when the pandemic came, you couldn't get a tee time in the nice weather. It was just full. Well, all the golf courses around were full because that was one of the things that we were allowed to do. Right. All right. Like that. Well, the pandemic's over, but we still retained uh, maybe what 90% 85% 90% of that growth that we experienced people coming back to playing the sport in that yeah how can we how can we get to a point where we're not always one yammering about growing the game it just becomes part of the business plan so to speak you know what i mean we're we're getting kids yeah. And I know the programs that you've done, John, over the years, you know, we're getting kids into golf early. Uh, it can become yep. part of their life if they enjoy it. Help this maybe some of the schools get golf programs. I mean, when I went to school, which was a long time ago, and I'm talking about <laughs> primary and high school and that we had a golf program yep. and we only had a nine hole course, you know, mm -hmm. but we I wasn't on the team. I was doing other stuff, but our golf teams did pretty good, you know, yep. like that. So, and I guess one of the things is I, I, I like first tee and I like all the other programs at the PGA and the LPGA and all that. I think they're all very important. Um, but a lot of times I think also that sometimes, and I'm going to catch hell about this, but that's okay. Sometimes I think that's more of a PR pitch than an actuality. That's, oh, yeah. that's the way I see it. You think you're going to get in trouble. I mean, I've been in trouble. Yeah, big trouble. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a time when I in public said, and this was because Joe Lewis, um, Joe Lewis, yeah, uh, my, my mind just kind of went, you know, he, the ex CEO of the first team, 
Um, and it's Joe Louis Barrow was his life. He didn't go by Joe Louis, but Joe Louis Barrow. Um, he, you know, I, I was a big do do donor to the first tee. And of course I supplied a lot of stuff to the first tee. So I had a lot of conversations with Joe. And, um, you know, in one of those conversations, private conversations, um, you know, he uh, mentioned that, you know, you know, his job is not to grow the game of golf. And I thought that was a really, you know, I thought that was a really candid uh, thing to say. Mm -hmm. And his job, he felt, was growing the human being, you know, and that, you know, people are confused that really his job is to grow the human being and that is growing the game is not really his primary focus. And, uh, you know, I thought that was great. And I, I agreed and we, you know, and, and I said, well, yes. And, uh, you know, I like growing the human being too. And, you know, my, my business right now is I make the equipment to grow the game. So, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the first T had chosen a competitive product. They had chosen snag, which is a different product than ours. It's a tennis ball and an oversized golf club. And, um, you know, it was a little simpler to understand, a little simpler to implement. But, you know, my personal opinion was it taught a lot of bad habits because, you know, you put a tennis ball on a six-inch tee or a four-inch tee with a giant club and you hit up at it, okay? So, you know, that's you're, – you're doing something golf-like. But, you know, that's not golf at all. I mean, golf is ball first big ball earth second right right and you got your you, you need to be descending the blow is descending it's not ascending i mean there's one club in your bag that you ascend with but okay i mean beyond that you know we are going to teach a lot of bad habits on that but that was my bias um you know and, and uh in consideration for some donations i was going to get a better chance at communicating that to the rest of the first tees but I made the mistake of saying out loud once at a, at a PGA teaching summit seminar that, uh, you know, that the first tee's job wasn't growing the game. It was to grow the human being. And oh. I, <laughs> you know, you, you know that there was so much pushback on that because the, I, you know, there was a first tee in the audience and they, they believe their game, their, their charter was to grow the game. And I, you know, I, I haven't been to the first tees website lately, but it doesn't, I don't think it says, first of all, we grow the game of golf. I don't, in fact, at the time you couldn't find it anywhere. All right. So, you know, that's, um, so that's interesting that we've, we've always believed that that's the organization we created to grow the game. And yet, you know, there was some, some disagreement inside the organization as to whether that really was what they were doing. Right. And so, you know, I guess it's a function of the direction, right? Um, so the first T, of course, is, you know, it's it's a it was it was kind of created by the masters and uh, you know all the organizations, USGA, the PGA, everybody's kind of involved in it, and you know that was set aside as you know, and I think I'm going to say I think there were people in all those organizations that thought that all were growing the game that way, but really what it turned out, and I think it's actually remarkable and better is that the focus became we're growing human beings okay mm -hmm. well all right so what that means is we still have a void okay what right. that means is you know we need to have an organization that is growing the game and says we're growing the game and it's about growing the game um okay and maybe that isn't nearly as as uh you know 
uh, and easily you can't raise money on that mantra probably as easily as you know and it's there's nothing more amazing than bringing a young boy or girl up on stage who's you know grown up in poverty and they are now full fully in the pga um you know uh, uh educational process and in becoming members and maybe being in the business and all those things it's awesome and you know getting scholarships and all those things you know, but in terms of just pure growing the game, that's a that's a more selfish ambition, and you know, selfish ambitions aren't marketable. You know, it's not what you know. Does that really what people want to hear? You know, why do we need to grow the game? I mean, if you walked, you know, down the you know a homeless you know shelter and said, you know, we're here to grow the game, you know, you probably wouldn't get a lot of love. I mean, but if you're here, walk in and say we're here to grow people, that's a that's a lot better deal. Right. Um, I, I guess I, I guess I, I still, I guess I think we're rudderless there. I mean, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm saying that I, you know, I'm going to take credit for growing the game. I've grown the game. I mean, I, I've sold 9 million birdie balls. Uh, I've, I've, I've been in 7,000 schools. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I sell the stuff that I make. Uh, I sell it to schools. I sell it to the PGA. I sell it to the first tee. I sell it to everybody. You know, I'm in the business of making stuff, you know, in order to make stuff, I got to create a market to sell the stuff and in order to right. create the market. So we need people trying to grow the game and out there in the schools and doing and, and they are. And, 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 and I promise you that when I talk to the golf and schools director here with the PGA section in Colorado, they're growing the game. There's no misunderstanding about it. That's what they're doing. OK. And their membership understands that. Uh, you know, but it's not a, that's not a that's not a joint effort. That's the PGA. And it's not all the PGA. That's, you know, my section of the PGA. Right. And, um, you know, so, you know, again, you know, and can you manage it from the top and make it a pyramid? And this is how we do it. And yeah, probably not. I mean, probably not. You know, well, I think, John, I think the person that actually caught on to that was tiger woods if you look at his learning centers mm -hmm. there's a lot of it's not classroom about golf it's stem programs you know and um golf is part of the, that curriculum but it's not the curriculum you know what i mean okay, yeah, right. he, he's getting the he's getting the math and the english and uh all of that uh and helping those kids with that, they're going on. Some of them are continuing to play. Some of them are achieving goals to play in certain tournaments and things like that. But the most important thing was get those kids to, into school, help them. A lot of them are underprivileged. Do we? Do we get? You're 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 breaking you're breaking up. I hope. Um, you, there, are you okay now? So, okay, now um, I'm back. Yeah, I think yeah, you now. you're back. Okay. Um, okay. The, but the point is, is they, he, I think he's done a remarkable job with his, with his uh, learning centers. You know, he's got a couple of them around. I'd like to see more of that myself uh, where they, they mesh in the golf with, uh, you know, education that these kids are going to need to go forward in whatever their careers are, whether it is golf or engineering or medicine or teaching, whatever it is, 
I, I like that program a lot. Yeah, no, those are, there's, there's so many ways to skin the cat. And, uh, and so, you know, is there any one answer? You know, I, I you know, probably not. Um, you know, it's interesting though, that now uh, the National Golf Foundation, so here's another fiefdom, you know, they are measuring now, not just uh, golf courses play, but they now measure, and there's a word for it, off, they don't call it off course or non-golf, or they do something, they, they have a category now that captures top golf and all the simulators and all this, so this business, and, and they're and they're including that in 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 the golf world, which I totally agree. I think they should. Uh, and so you know maybe this is something that helps. I mean, you know, uh, the ability to go downtown Denver and pick from ten simulators and you know nice food and beverage, and that translates to more rounds on the golf course uh, and more putting green sold because they're you know they're wanting to you know improve their game and this that and the other thing. You know, it's all good. It's all good. You know, I don't think any of it's bad. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I just think that when we try to own it, you know, that's where we kind of get in trouble. And so, you know, I think we all have to just say, you know, this is how I do it. You know, I, I hope you appreciate that. And and I appreciate how you're trying to do it. You know, let's all do it. And, uh, but I don't know that we can ever orchestrate it from the top. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'm not sure that's possible. Honestly, I'm just not sure that that's possible because the the different organizations have such varied outlooks and what they like to see. It's like I had somebody email me the other day and said, do you think the the USGA is uh, they were talking about something about the rough, you know, and, and this and that. And I said, well, I think the USGA likes to have it. So. If you lose your ball in the rough, you need a herd of goats to find it, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that. And so anyway, and that's not a slam on them. That's just the way they like to make it a very tough test yeah. for the golfers. And so they've got a bit of a different outlook overall than the PGA or, uh, totally. you know, yeah. the RNA and all these different organizations. John, it has been incredible uh, to have you back on the show today. I love this conversation. And folks, don't forget Birdie Ball. Uh, go to birdieball.com. I'm going to be posting on social media. Uh, this show will actually air this weekend. So John and I will talk after the show and get things organized. And and if anybody's paying attention, you can get a, a good, good discount on some stuff from Birdie Ball there. John, thank you. My pleasure. Love being on with you, Jeff. Thank you. I, I enjoy it very much with you. Okay, we're going to be back next week with another edition of After Hours. Until then, go out, play some golf, have some fun, and be kind. Take care, everybody.